Hello, everybody. This is Alex Barthet with the Lean Zone podcast. Today, we're going to talk about and a, a really exciting concept, accounting. But I have two guests that are going to make it not boring, I promise. So we're going to talk about why job cost accounting is absolutely critical for your construction business. We have Eric and Lisa. Eric, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. Hey, Alex. Um, thanks for having me on as a guest. So my name's Eric. I'm the founder and CEO of Subbase. Subbase was created for specialty trade contractors and self-performing GCs to manage every aspect of their material workflow with all of their vendors, taking a very chaotic and uh, sometimes disparate um, communication flow and digitizing that workflow from the field to the office and back into their accounting systems. Great. Great. Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Hi, I'm Lisa Taylor. I am uh, an, uh, the owner of Beyond Book Solutions, where we help construction business owners save time, make more money and pay themselves more through providing bookkeeping and advisory services. We work with QuickBooks Online, doing job costing, doing the books, making sure that uh, our construction business owners know their numbers. So as I started this introduction, accounting is like a snoozer topic, right? Everyone gets really bored when they hear that this is going to be about accounting, but we're going to make it interesting because they're going to make more money if they listen to us, right, Lisa? That's the key. That's the goal. So tell us what job cost accounting is for those that don't know, Lisa. What, what is it? How does it work? Why is it important? Well, a lot of times when you hear accounting, uh, especially as a business owner, you always think about taxes, right? You're like, okay, I got to gather all the information to deliver to my CPA so they can file taxes and hopefully I don't get hit with a huge bill. Well, what I am trying to teach business owners, especially in construction industry, is that you have to know your numbers throughout the year, not just at the end of the year, because at the end of the year, it's too late to fix anything. And wait, wait, wait. You're saying, are you telling me that I don't know if I made money just by looking in my bank account? Can I just look in my bank account and say, well, there's money there, so I must have made money? Right. Yeah. Bank account accounting is a very tricky part. You are looking at your bank account. You're like, all right, I have 20 grand. This is fantastic. And but what you don't know is that you owe your subcontractors 40,000. That's your client that was supposed to pay you 40 grand is not going to for a couple more months for one reason or the other. Um, you also don't know what kind of overhead bills you have coming on auto deduct. The next day you wake up and you don't have any money to pay your subs and you're thinking, didn't I just have 20 grand yesterday in my bank account? So how do we keep track of it, right? That's what we're going to talk about, which is cost codes, right? How do you keep track of the costs of a job during the course of the job. So what advice do you have, Lisa, for folks that may not be already job costing their uh, accounting? How do you start this? Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I'm only working with construction companies. I wanted to focus on them because I feel like with the amount of projects that guys have over the course of the year, it is the most important thing to track each project separately and then business as a whole. 
So job costing is basically using your cost codes, using, using your projects to make sure that you create a budget and you actually stick to it. Yes, it depends on if you are a fixed price, lump sum, or if you're a cost plus of how you're going to track everything, but you have to make sure that you're not going over your budget. You actually know how much you're spending on each phase of the project. You know which cost codes are going out of line to make sure that the next estimate is not going to be the problem where you're losing money. So there is a lot of um, there's a lot of great things about job costing, but it's it's just the point is to make data-driven decisions. You can't make decisions about the project, about the business, if you don't know what's going on with your money, how much you have coming in, how much you have coming out, what's going on with the projects, are you making any money on it? So so cost codes are effectively tracking, you know, paint, concrete, rebar, trusses, windows, right? You're, you're now keeping track of all the component parts that make up your project uh, so that you can track, well, did I, you know, I thought I was going to spend $50,000 on windows. Uh, and look, I actually spent $65,000 on windows. Maybe I should figure out why that happened. Right. That's, that's the goal of this exercise, right? That is the most important goal. Well, if you are a fixed price, you need to make sure you stay on budget, right? You told your clients you're going to spend 50,000 on labor. Well, why did you spend 65? You think they're going to give you that 15 extra grant? No, it's coming out of your pocket. So that is a, a problem. And then you got to figure out why it happened. Do you need to create a different estimate now? Or do you need to see how productive the labor is? What is the problem there? And then for cost plus guys, you have to know what you are invoicing to your customers, right? You have costs that you got to get reimbursed for plus the markup. Well, if you miss some of those costs because you don't track them, then again, it's coming out of your pocket. So Eric, you used to be uh, working for a GC before you started Subbase. How did how did they do it? Like, what did they use? What was their secret sauce, and and why did you start Subbase to solve this problem? So the secret sauce was really establishing the budget from the get go out of pre construction. Um, that's typically where we see the most success is that handoff from pre con to operations, where each line item at the GC level, depending on division, is is accurately coded. Um, and then from there, where the tricky part is, not just on the GC side, but at the subcontractor side, where we're focusing today to help is each individual line item of material orders that originate from the office or the field, for the most part, has a different cost code. They may even have different phase codes. And so where we see the big pillars of um, information is really broken down into a couple of different, uh, what I would call like the top three reasons why job cost coding is so important is because of the precision upfront. So what I mean by that is typically a superintendent in the field or maybe um, a foreman in the field who needs materials doesn't want to worry about where is this being cost tracked to and how do you streamline that data flow so that every time I'm ordering my small tools, I actually have the ability to see in real time where that's being budgeted to or allocated to from the PM's perspective. And so what we've seen is the key to success is not just establishing from pre-con to the field of setting up the right budgets with the right cost codes, but being able to provide a seamless nature for someone not have to not have to double think where certain items need to be coded to. 
layering on the complexities of multiple purchases to different vendors with different line items within a purchase order become a lot more complex, which is why, you know, we have taken the, the, the stance of building a piece of software that actually allows people to see in real time um, which items need to go to which cost code right from the get-go. Construction is never going to be, you know, black and white from the day that a pre-construction estimator or the estimating team gives you a budget in the field. But what we've seen is the most um, beneficial for those companies looking to streamline this is being able to make those timely decisions by having the ability to, um, you know, have things set up properly from the get-go without all the manual entry and without all the second guessing of where things actually go. So, in my opinion, the top three reasons why it's super important is not just for the precision, but also the timely decision making and obviously the efficient use of resource management. Uh, well, labor, every, everyone hates tracking cost codes, right, Liza? Liza? I mean, everyone, everyone's paid. Yeah, no one likes it, right? It's just, it's, it's a, a lot of work. It's very tedious, yes. So uh, on the smaller side, what do you see folks do? Like, what's, what is the solution to that? I mean, is there any way around it? Um, or you have to do it or you don't, you can't get the data, right? That's the problem. Yes, that's the thing that I have several clients who, you know, they're busy business owners, they're wearing 17 hats, doing everything that they can in the business, and they just don't have time to go into detail like that. So they some some of them use only co, um, chart of accounts like um, subcontractor, materials, equipment. That's it. But that's not enough because if you have a discrepancy, then you have to dive into each transaction and that can be actually even more time consuming. So they don't do it. But then it also does take a lot of time to track everything by cost code. And as much as we help with that on a weekly, daily basis, we still need to receive the information, right? Somebody has to cost code. We are accountants. We don't know what this specific thing that you purchased for that project, right? Is it uh, a part for roofing, a part for cabinets, or what is it for? Somebody has to actually spend time cost coding that. And that's where I see the value of software, just like Subbase, to help streamline it and make it a little bit more automatic for our clients and for us to get that done without the headache. So Eric, how does Subbase do it? Like how do you how do you get that information without actually having someone type it in one one at a time? Yeah, so for the most part, you know, every every building that is that is constructed is different. It's unique, but a lot of companies have their standard codes that they're typically using uh, when it comes to consumables, when it comes to, um, you know, big, you know, larger purchases. But where we have automated and streamlined this is the ability for you to customize a database that makes sense to the materials that you're always buying, for example. So if I always am buying different types of lumber or this maybe DeWalt hammer drill, I know that the hammer drill, for the most part, is going to go to my small tools cost code. And it may go to a different level, depending on how much accuracy I want by level. And we've set that up all on the front end. So when a superintendent or someone requests that item, we know that it's going to this budget because there's controls around it. But we also have flexibility to know that each company may have different co phase codes, class codes. Um, so we have flexibility either way to automate without making things um, you know, too complex. 
the key here is really making something so simple that you don't have to second guess where things are going by line item. Um, the other thing that we've noticed is with you know artificial intelligence now, we can start to learn what you last ordered and where it last went to a specific cost code. And so we can start making suggestions based on that so that you can actually have a choice so that the accounting uh, teams and those that are trying to manage the bookkeeping actually have the ability to, you know, in real time, be able to make better decisions that ultimately benefit the, the entire company. So um, I, I would imagine when you're setting up QuickBooks um, that for a customer, like it's better to start slow, right? Then and then expand, right? It's kind of like take small bites. Do you see that with your customers? Oh, yeah, I see that a lot because we deal with a lot of people who are just, um, you know, in the startup phase or they've been in business for a couple of years, but they really want to grow. So we start slow trying to maximize um, the data, but minimize their time involvement so they could focus on those money producing activities more. So we start with a simple chart of accounts, a simple cost code breakdown. But then as they grow and they have more opportunity to purchase the software that will help them maybe um, have um, guys do the purchases and supply us the information on what they purchased for what project. At this point, we can go wider so they understand a little bit more in detail what's going on. So it's like, a, you know, start slow, get your feet under you, make sure that you're starting to track some things and then over time expand what you track. Uh, have you seen clients benefit from this? You know, folks that have started with nothing and now come to you because they have some level of detail and they say, wow, this is great. Now I know where I'm making money, where I'm losing money, right? I'm, I'm assuming that's the revelation that you want them to have. Oh, for sure. The difference is crazy, to be honest. They finally, I have a lot of people, one of my clients, they were doing only one or two projects per quarter because, and they are in remodeling because they just, they couldn't understand were they even making money? Could they secure that project? Was their estimate even accurate? They had no idea. And now they expanded to having a lot of project managers, running a lot of projects. We fixed their markup to apply. So they started making more money. It is a, a definite game changer. I have, and you know, it's a mindset shift too. Like you're saying, you know, start slow and develop like, Sometimes it's, you know, it's kind of threatening when you see all those Costco's, all the whole chart of accounts, all the work that somebody needs to do. Uh, you have to start slow so you're actually motivated to grow. Well, there's probably a second level to this, right? Which is if you start to do it, not only do you see where you make money and where you lose money, but now if you can use that information, your estimates will be better, right? Because now... The next time you estimate a job, you can say, well, the last time I did this job, a job like this, I thought I needed $50,000 of labor. It turns out I needed 65. So now I'm bidding the next job. I better do uh, include more labor to make sure that I make money on this job, right? So the whole idea is that this is not just to track for the purpose of tracking, it's for the purpose of doing better in your next job and making more money, right? 
Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes we do fail. Actually, in business, we fail a lot. It's just about it being a learning experience. You have to take the lesson out of it and apply it to, you know, to the next project like you have. Um, yeah, it's for sure beneficial. Yeah, and contractors' margins today are not in a point where they can make those types of failures. Um, what we've seen alone in not just the sub world, but also in the GC world is you're operating on such thin margins that um, not having the data to make better decisions in pre-con to learn from those mistakes, or maybe to learn that certain things cost something a little bit different um, is, is the key here. And the other thing that we saw is every project is unique. So if you can take that data and formulate you know, in your own words, what you believe something will cost based on your experience and based on the true data of a past couple of projects. Um, that's really the, the the key to profitability, knowing that there are thin margins in construction. And that's the truth. And I don't see margins in construction getting any better. I see more complex structures being built. We see more demand for built building buildings that are going to never stop, especially in areas like South Florida and the bigger construction markets. But that is the key is is having that foresight to be able to make better decisions um, moving forward in your business. So how often do your respective clients use the data to forecast kind of what's what's coming, like how to do a better job? You know, uh, with Subbase, you know, you can look to see I spent this much for lumber last year. This is how much I'm going to spend this year. You know, you can use that information to better predict costs and and actually win more work, right? Because then you can take the the guesswork, you can take some of the guesswork out of your estimate and you can give a better number, right? So using this information, you can actually give better estimates so that you are more likely to get the job, right? Yeah, I mean, speaking with like QuickBooks Online, Speaking with all these other accounting systems is great for moving purchase orders there that are actual purchase orders, moving invoices. That's wonderful. But the secret sauce is in the fact that you can actually see the data in real time as to what your spend is today. And you can actually see where things could potentially be going based on historical pricing. Um, it's very hard today, especially for larger companies, to look at every nook and cranny of what they're spending and to be able to have it in one place and to be able to search by cost code to see, hey, great, I want to run a report on all of my two by four lumber, um, you know, in this region. And I want to be able to see like what I last spent, which vendors, you know, provided not just the best service, but which vendors actually provided, you know, pricing that meets the budgets that we're creating for our new jobs coming up. And um, it unlocks a whole new world for for users that are actually, uh, you know, really, really ready to take their business to the next level. Um, so it's, it's super exciting. You know, I see with our clients, the ones that are the most successful use us as a resource. Not They don't just call me as their lawyer when there's a problem. They call me to bounce ideas off of me, ask me about trends that I'm seeing. Um, Lisa, I'm guessing the same is probably true for you. Some of your most successful clients are the ones that aren't just calling you, you know, a week before tax day scrambling, right? They're the ones that are using you to kind of unlock the other pieces of the information that are in their business, right? Oh, for sure. My most successful people are uh, the ones who who look at their numbers at the minimum. 
Um, but they also meet with me once a month. We go over their books because a lot of business owners, they have that mindset of looking at the profit and loss balance sheet, statement of cash flow, all that good stuff. They don't understand what all those numbers mean, right? They need somebody to explain what what does this mean? What are the percentages I need to shoot for? How can I fix this problem? And just working with so many construction guys, I mean, we're 100% construction only. I can tell what each number represents in each percentage represents and what kind of problems those could be and strategies how to fix them. So we just implement those strategies, see which one hit the best and just keep moving on, improving with each conversation. It's just people need to be open to learn their numbers, learn their financial statements uh, and learn those strategies and uh, definitely not being stuck with the industry standards to where they look at another guy and they're like, oh, he's charging that much and I should be charging that much. Well, no, you got to look at your numbers and see what you're supposed to be charging. So then you actually have some profits left. You know, it's uh, what's interesting to me is that coming to someone like you, you know, where you have dozens, hundreds of, of clients over the years where you can see all of their numbers, right? You don't share anything with anybody, but you have this aggregate information where you can be able to say, look, I, I look at so many numbers. You need to be in this range for, for these items. You need to be in this range for these items, right? That is the, the, the benefit of retaining someone like you, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's I, the goal. I have a lot of benefit of working with a lot of guys. Those are who I see are very successful. You know, I don't know everything. I always learn. So I might be having a conversation with my client who is doing really good, but they're struggling with just one specific thing that we're trying to solve. But then I also see the area that they're doing good. And I may ask them, hey, you know, how did you get to that point? And they would share it with me and I would be able to keep that information and share it with clients who are actually in need to solve that particular issue. Um, Eric, any last thoughts about uh, what someone can do to start either improve what they're doing with cost codes or if they're not doing it, you know, how to how to start? Yeah, I think it, I think it first comes down to structure, um, understanding the structure of what is the most beneficial for each company. So each company has a different, even though, you know, they, they may be the same size as others, each company does have a different way that they want to track costs. So making sure that you have a structure that is not too complex uh, would be like the first thing that I would suggest. But you also don't want to be too broad. I think that being too broad uh, doesn't allow you to actually dive deeper into some of the holes you may have when it comes to forecasting or budgeting. Um, and what I would suggest is to start easy and simple, like we talked about earlier, in construction, adopting not just technology, but adopting new practices needs to be a gentle disruption. It's not just about flipping things upside down and making you conform to something that the industry is not standardized to. So I think that that uh, look and view from you know 30,000 feet is to start slow, layer on complexities as needed, but ultimately, the more detailed uh, and automated you can make the cost coding system, uh, I think ultimately the better for everyone, not just the the you know the sub base users, but also the clients that uh, Lisa is working with. 
they can benefit very much so from being a lot more granular, but also it takes time. Um, so that would be like my, my, my really like uh, great point here is um, everyone has a different uh, feel for how they want to budget and cost code. But at the end of the day, there are tools, there's people and there's resources that will allow you to take your business to the next level that I think a lot are starting to recognize. So Eric, if folks wanted to get a hold of you after this podcast, what's the best way to do it? Um, the best way is to go to our website. It's um, www.subbase with two B's, S-U-B-B-A-S-E .io. There's information there, um, how to get in contact with us. And uh, I'll also give my cell phone because we are always talking to prospects and users every day. And that's 954-684-7939. And we're super open to talking about anything anything construction related when it comes to not just technology, but anything related to uh, the construction world. We're in it all day, every day, and we've been in it for many, many years. So we're excited. Great. Lisa, what's the best way to get a hold of you if folks wanted to talk a little bit about more about improving their QuickBooks online usage? Yeah, I actually have several venues where I provide try to provide helpful information. On my website, beyondbooksolutions.com, you can find a lot of free resources that I have in there, like chart of accounts, profitability strategies, and more. I have a blog on there as well. Um, and I also give a lot of helpful tips on my YouTube channel. You can just um, plug in Beyond Books Solutions in there and you'll find some of my videos. I've been posting two videos per week now. So there's definitely a lot of good information there. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Elizabeth Taylor or uh, Instagram. Oh, your Instagram is great. Very, very bite-sized, very bite-sized information. I know. I couldn't believe I was able to secure a construction accountant name on there, even though I'm brand new to Instagram. So <laughs> come on, people, come and support me there. <laughs> I'll make sure to put all of the contact information in the show notes so people can get a hold of you. Um, Lisa, Eric, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, I'm sure it's very useful to the folks um, so that they can start better understanding whether they're in the red or in the black. Thanks again. Thanks, Thank Alex. You.